Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. In a recent Financial Times article, they said how, of course, Warren Buffett lost his touch. And that's a thought that you can see everywhere now. And the biggest fear when it comes to Berkshire, investing in Berkshire stock and Warren Buffett. I really want to discuss this article because it touches on the most important differences between investing and simply following the hot things in the market. So you have to decide whether over your life cycle, over your life, will you be a long-term investor? Buffett is the perfect example of that. Or you will follow the money, follow what others are doing, follow what your neighbor, neighbors are doing, owning Tesla, etc., etc. Short-term, it looks so attractive to own Tesla and other things, Long term, Buffett makes the difference. So in the Financial Times, Financial Post, look at this sentence. Instead of taking advantage of the coronavirus crisis, so you have as an investor, you have to take advantage of all the short term opportunities out there. Buffett was a casualty. So he lost a little bit. His stock didn't rebound as the market. So that's a disaster. So short term, short term, short term. Instead of highlighting Berkshire's balance sheet strength, the crisis exacerbated long-standing concerns over the company's direction, over investing versus all other, what other people are doing. And funnily enough, I found this article from... 1999 saying what's wrong Warren did Buffett lose his magic touch and then the article from 1999 discusses how the stock is down 23% in 1999 against the S&P 500 being up 18% so short term focus, how these stocks didn't do that well, how there was issues with reinsurance that they bought, general reinsurance, and how he missed on the internet train, the coronavirus recovery now, how he is not buying what's hot, what's the new out there, and how he sticks to the old boring general insurance, etc., etc. So how this is a problem, he's already 70 and he might be missing out. This was 1999. Let me just show you Berkshire's share at the end of 1999 was $45,000. Now it's 290000 So what's that? More than six times up over 20 years. The S&P 500 was at its peak before the 50% crash in 2000, so 1,500. Now it's with dividends two times, 2.5 times up. So Berkshire did outperform the S&P 500 over the next 20 years. But yes, of course, now things are different. This run up is because of interest rates going down, the S&P 500 price earnings ratio going up, taxes going down. And Berkshire still keeps its price earnings ratio of around 10, like we discussed in some videos. So yes, one thing is certain. 
Returns on invested capital here were above 15%. The target was 10-15% here. And over the last few years, Berkshire's target is 8%. But you have to understand, okay, this is what we do, 8% over the long term on this huge capital. And that will likely outperform the S&P 500 over the next 10-20 years. Let's discuss more why will that be the case. And to discuss this, let's go to the article that really emphasizes, shows the difference between investing and temporary performance. Berkshire's chronic underperformance over the last year, over the last six months, according to Cathy Seifert, who the heck do you are to call Berkshire chronic underperformance? But these are the short-term words that work. You don't Really, our mindset, behavioral finance explains, okay, if I say chronic underperformance over six months, you as a client, you take away your money and you put it somewhere else because someone else made more money. That's how our mind works. And these are the words you have to be very careful about. Then the Occidental deal was an unmitigated disaster. While Buffett, $10 investment in oil producer. He didn't invest in the producers. He invested in bonds, senior bonds, so senior debt. If the company goes bankrupt, he gets paid first. And then he had the option of getting more stocks through warrants. Okay, he get, got that for free, and those are worthless now. That's, again, how Buffett does things. He always does things with a margin of safety. Further, talking about the $137 billion Of course, we cannot understand what Buffett and Berkshire are planning to do. They have their insurance. They want to dominate globally insurance. And here comes Buffett, long-term versus everybody else. Let me ask a question. Did you need insurance five, ten years ago? Yes. Do you have insurance now? Yes. Will you need insurance five, ten, fifteen years down the road? Yes. When it comes to tech businesses, will you be using the same tech you are using now 10, 15 years down the road? We don't know. And that's the difference between Buffett and everybody else. And then James Shenanigans, another analyst, I'm nervous that he may have missed the whole rally. We are talking about Buffett that has been investing for 70 years and he has missed the rally over the last three months. If insurance companies start to go bankrupt over the next years, Buffett will be the dominant force in insurance for the next decades. But, oh yes, he has missed the three months rally. Yes, Mr. James Shenanigan, you are really in line with your surname. What is he selling? So we had chronic underperformance, short-term. Here they are selling fear of missing out. If you discuss this, okay, Warren Buffett, then you fear, you sell the fear of missing out on the rally. There will be plenty of rallies, plenty of crashes in the future. That's what is investing, not missing one rally. Of course, then he says how banking, insurance companies, ugly, boring, long-term businesses, and how he missed in the dot-com era because it was too new, 
Now it's not that new, so he has to invest in Amazon. And if you have clients, they are constantly calling you. I constantly get emails, Sven, why don't you invest in Tesla? What do you think about Square? What do you think about Spotify, Netflix, this and this? That's hot. That's going up now. And that's what people want to invest in. But Warren Buffett doesn't do that. He's not going for sexy plays. He is just doing what he has been doing for the the past 70 years and that he knows he will be doing and will be working for the next 70 years. And that's, again, a difference between investing and whatever else we can call it speculating. Can you work again? Can you find the next Tesla, the next this, the next this? That's something that, for me, it's not sustainable over the long Term. And I don't know many that, oh, they got Tesla, they got, I don't know, the 3D market bull run, uh, GoPro run when it was hot, etc. I mostly know those that missed, missed, missed. Now they are good and we'll see how it ends up. So now at the end of the article in small letters, they found someone who will defend Berkshire because it owned and they say Berkshire remains designed to reward investors over time but not on time. So Berkshire long-term investment they say 8-10% over the investments that's what they are looking. Occidental 8% interest rate on the bond and that's what you get with huge safety with a financial fortress. So the question is also from this message, are you an investor or not? Are you under the influence of the hot words? Your Tesla owning friends kicking your behind when you come to job. Oh, you made just 10% this year. We made 500%. So the question is, do you want to make money over time, constantly, boring, long-term, slowly getting richer and richer? Or do you want to follow the Teslas, make a lot of money here and there, but Cumulatively, statistically, it shows that it doesn't really work. So I really get a little bit pissed when I see these articles attacking Buffett because they simply don't understand what he is, what he does, what investing is. And uh, therefore, I feel felt, okay, I'm just going to put some slides together to really send the message. If I help someone, if I give some value, very, very happy. If you got some value here... Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.